on a Saturday evening, and I'm not your usual host, Stacey Decane. I'm John Hogue, the other guy on the other podcast, because this evening we're originating from Studio B at Stately Hogue Manor in Westminster, Maryland, and uh, Stacey hasn't joined us yet. He's down at uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, or the environs thereof. His son is uh, competing in the uh, Best Ranger competition this year again. But uh, you just heard Diana go, ooh, hello, Diana. Hi. So you're, How are you? Yeah, I'm surviving, uh, being mean and nasty as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that, a word of that. Uh, well, uh. Facebook. Facebook tells uh, people how terrible I am. So there. Oh, Facebook is awful anyway. Well, um, yeah. I, you know, go ahead. We have, but uh, we're going to get to talk about that a little bit, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Well, actually, I just saw a pop up on uh, Twitter, YouGov, which is a survey for the folks out there. YouGov actually surveys worldwide, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, it is headquartered here. It has a survey up of the trust of uh, Americans, uh, both all U.S. adults and Republicans and Democrats of various media organizations. <laughs> and the only one with above 50% uh, uh, trust by all U.S. adults in the survey. You ready for this? Waiting. The Weather Channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, they uh, they'll and, ruin that too, though. <laughs> and they're they're at about fifty two percent, and down at about forty two percent is PBS, <sighs> and down at about thirty five percent, right, thirty three percent more like it uh, is NPR. <sighs> so there you go. Well, okay, you know, um, back when I actually listened to NPR, and that's going back so far, I think it's around 91, 92, um, mm-hmm. I still, ref- I, Morning Edition was Morning Sedition, and the evening show, what I always called All Things Belittled. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I go back, I go back to, uh, well, uh, WPLN in Nashville, which was the public mm-hmm. library station back then, it's since uh, become mm-hmm. its own entity, uh, was mm-hmm. one of the founding members of NPR. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember um, the original versions of All Things Considered that were really well done newscasts. And up mm-hmm. it, it, to the time uh, in the early 80s, uh, up until the time they got rid of Bob Edwards' morning edition was uh, actually something worth waking up to. So yeah, well. <laughs> that's beside the point. By the way, yeah. uh, Stacy still hasn't called in from, uh, oh. uh, and when he does, though, we're going to let him uh, talk about uh, uh, the Ranger competition. We but, really need uh, to. <laughs> <laughs> he has to get it out of his system. His son uh, is uh, one of the uh, a member of one of the two man teams competing for uh, the best mm-hmm. Ranger competition this year. So, uh, and. Um, his his son Robert is is quite an astounding uh, young man. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so why don't we why don't we skip past the extreme sports section and uh-huh. go straight into uh, the law and order? Oh, uh, let's do that. But um, because it starts off with uh, a, a story that I wrote about in a post mm-hmm. called. But the narrative. Um, And a judge wound up acquitting uh, a defendant 
uh, charged with trespassing at the U.S. Capitol back uh, on the 6th of January, 2021. It turns out that an official of the Capitol Police under oath at the trial admitted uh, under oath that the Capitol Police were letting people into the building. We already and, knew that. We saw that the day after. <laughs> yes, but it really, you know, wasn't in the record for any of the trials yet. And Judge uh-huh. McFadden, um, excuse me for a second. Uh, Judge John? McFadden, yes. Sorry, I I thought for a second I'd lost you there. And I pressed the mic uh, switch that allowed me to cough rather than blowing your ears out. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. Um, the uh, the. Uh, uh, Basically, the Capitol Police were allowing people into the building, and Judge McFadden mm-hmm. said that, well, if that's true, then it's reasonable that the defendant believed that they let him in the building. Yeah. And, and have, he was only there 10 minutes at the well, most, the, I believe. The thing is, the Department of Justice failed to prove otherwise. Um, and, oh, it gets better. Uh, well, Politico, <laughs> well, Politico then had, and their coverage noted that the verdict could be viewed as a message from McFadden to the prosecutors that, Pursuing criminal charges against nearly every demonstrator who entered the Capitol was unwise and resources uh, mm-hmm. should have been uh, trained more intensely on people actually accused of violence or conspiring to block the vote counter. You know, something well, something actually wasn't... dangerous. <laughs> Sorry. It was all, it, you know, what little I've seen, it looked like it was a wild, disorganized uh, scramble and um, turned into a bit of a mess of a melee. And then everybody sort of said, what the heck are we doing? I don't know. Do you know? No? Oh, well, let's go home. <laughs> well, it says Stacy has joined us. Stacy, yes. are you there? Yes, I am. I am here in beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia, about seven miles north of uh, Fort Benning. I haven't been there since uh, the early 70s, the last time I was at Fort Benning. Well, we're going to rewind, folks, and go back to our extreme sports section, because one of the things I want to point out is the uh, decathlon with things like uh, running and jumping mm-hmm. and throwing spears and throwing uh, objects that are otherwise dangerous, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is, is actually a military competition. And so yep. we kind of have the, the 21st century version of it in uh, competitions like Best Ranger. <laughs> Go for it, Stacy. Yes, uh, I, I have spent the past two days watching my son as a member of Team 41, your prayers, okay? Everyone listening, we need prayers for Team 41. Uh, but my staff sergeant son, Bob, uh, is competing for the second consecutive year in the Best Ranger competition, which is uh, known as the Super Bowl of the Army. Um, <coughs> teams representing uh, various uh, commands, including uh, the 75th Ranger Battalion and the 3rd ID and some of the other units, the 10th Mountain Division, the 101st Airborne, 82nd Airborne, all represented. Uh, they start out with uh, 52, 51 teams. Uh, that's 102 competitors. Two-man teams compete. And... Uh, um, so they start out with 51, and on the first day, uh, right away, they start with a two-and-a-half-mile run. When you're done with that, then you do an obstacle course. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. You do what's uh, known as, um, I, I said, a two-and-a-half-mile run. Then you do a, uh, uh, a series of uh, uh, not, not, well, calisthenics, I guess you would call them. Burpees. Do you know what a burpee is, John? I know a burpee. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. And, and we're sitting there. And by the way, my wife and I are sitting there watching our son. And, and this is the first event of the day. And, and he is looking very weak on his burpees. And we're, we're worried, you know. And we're like, <laughs> oh, my God, what's, what's, the, what's wrong with our boy? His burpees weren't, weren't you know, sharp. And, uh, and, uh, anyways, we later found out that, that, uh, he was having some calf strain, uh, during the run. And, and so he, he said, he said, I, I, I couldn't even, you know, move my feet. It was, uh, 
he was in uh, some having some uh, some difficulty. But anyways, he went through. You know, they did their their burpees and their and various other uh, calisthenics, and then it was off uh, to the run, swim, run. Uh, and the run, swim, run, uh, you run like two and a half miles. Uh, then you jump into Victory Pond and swim across it and then run two and a half miles back to do the Malvesti obstacle course. Now, and by the way, in the run, swim, run, the swim portion, uh, our guys killed it. Uh, Team 41, they said they passed about 11 people uh, during the run, swim, one. And by the way, my son was Red Cross certified and lifeguard at age 16. So, hey, comes in handy. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm going to continue to give you the rundown. Uh, the Malvesti obstacle course, uh, you climb a rope, a very long, tall rope. Uh, then you go over the top, you touch the top and then come back down. And then the next thing is a bunch of uh, uh, chin-ups, and then, you, you know, it's monkey bars. You crawl through under the barbed wire and, 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 you know, and all this stuff. And then they got to the Malvesti obstacle course. I'm trying to remember what the next event is after that. Uh, it's shooting events. Then they go to shooting events. And, and by the way, it started. You, you, I told you the, the swim. The event didn't go so well, you said. The what? The pistol, oops, you said the pistol range yeah, yeah, event. Didn't yeah, yeah, so but what I was going to tell you is this starts at six o'clock in the morning and it's uh, unseasonably, and, and there in Valdosta, you can probably testify, Diana, it's been unseasonably cool. Yes. Uh, yes. This last couple of days. And it was like, 48 degrees when they went into that pond and so, so yeah 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 it was really bad anyways but anyways and then uh then they went to the shooting range and and uh they didn't do so good on the pistols but when they got into the combined um uh different weapons on the the weapons range where you, you shoot a bunch of different weapons and including the saw and stuff like that they killed that and so after that, they jumped up to number eighth place. Uh, and after eighth place, the next event is what's known as the Darby Queen Obstacle Course at Camp Darby. Uh, and, uh, they, you know, they fly there by helicopter and, uh, and they did the Darby Queen. And they fell back one spot to ninth. Uh, then uh, they... Last night, they did what uh, a nineteen-mile ruck march. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, nineteen-mile ruck march. After the nineteen-mile ruck march, they were in twelfth place, and then they do what's called night stakes, which is a series of exercises. It went on to like four in the morning, uh, and. Uh, and after that, they were in 13th place. And then today, you know, oh, after they do night stakes, then, you know, the first day's cut happens. And, uh, and that's to 28 teams. So, in other words, 23 of the original 51 teams are cut uh, after the first day. And so, so at, you know, 13th place, they made that cut. And uh, then all day today, they did what's known as day stakes. Uh, and that, that includes uh, grenade throwing, uh, mortar, uh, a mortar assembly, and you aim the mortar. Uh, let's see, uh, what else? Oh, detonation, uh, you know, demolition, oh, right? Okay. That's the funny and, stuff. Oh, man, when that C3 blows, oh, you don't only hear that, you feel that. I mean, oh, yeah. it, boom, it was huge, man. Anyways, and, and, and you'd be off somewhere else at one of the other events on the course, and off in the distance, you'd hear that window sh rattling, boom, you know, it'd catch you by surprise every time. Uh, let's see, what else was in there? Uh, oh, it's what's called... Uh, uh, First, no, first ranger, first responder 
Okay, now this was for, you know, because they rotate around from different events um, uh, during the day. Uh, this was uh, 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 Team 41's last event. Uh, the oh, 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 I almost forgot that they do a rappelling. A, they have to climb a rope. Uh, it's like 100 feet up in the air. Okay. They have to go up a rope like 100 feet and, and get onto a, a platform and then rappel down or fast rope down. Uh, and then they do another thing. There's also, oh, I almost forgot the urban assault uh, uh, exercise, which they also killed, by the way. They did very good in the urban assault. Uh, but anyways, but but so they did the uh, first responder, uh, uh, you know, and, and that was very exciting to watch. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they've got these... Uh, dummies uh you know these uh dummy that simulates a wounded soldier with the leg blown off and they have to go in there put a tourniquet on diagnose his other wounds get him patched up put him on a uh put him on a uh stretcher and then carry him out over a series of obstacles stacy stacy i think we just lost him I think we lost Stacy. Oops. Yep. He just dropped out on us. Yeah. Well, Stacey, I, had a, I had a call coming in. I'm about to uh, <laughs> call. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I, yep. I, it happens. Well, anyways, and so, uh, but they also had a shooting event at the Krilling Range today, and mm -hmm. uh, they did good at that. So uh, we'll see. We haven't seen the scores for the day. Uh, but I, you know, I feel confident that they will, uh, uh, you know, uh, go into tonight's event uh, in pretty good position to make it to day three. And, you know, and uh, they cut 16 after the second day. So the final day's competition is 16 teams. And by the way, uh, 75th Ranger Regiment's killing it. I mean, they, they mm -hmm. last time I looked, they had four of the top five places. Uh, so, uh, th those guys are very good. Well, they do uh, it for, a, they do it for a living 24, seven, 35. Yeah, 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 they do. And, uh, uh, but, um, tonight they do, uh, it's night nav land navigation, land navigation. It's been very dark. No, uh, no moon, you know? Yep. Uh, when when I had to do that during uh, basic training at ROTC, it was a new moon. There was no light, and me and, uh, partnered with another Eagle Scout were the only two people that actually got through the course on time. <laughs> ah. yeah. Well, it's the first quarter, but it's not quite the new moon at this point. Yeah. Well, I tell you what; these are some great guys down here, and it's a. Uh, 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 and, and, and it's great because, uh, uh, my son having been served with different units and in, in different stations is, is, uh, uh, you know, very well known and popular among the things. And as we were at the, uh, 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 first responder, uh, uh, course, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm standing there, you know, trying to get pictures with my, uh, phone and behind me, I hear, calm down, Bob. You got this, Bob. And I, I turn around and I look, and it's a major, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you know his beret, you know, very, very uh, squared up, you know. Uh, and uh, and I, I just looked at him, and I was like, who is that, you know? Anyways, and after the event was over, I went and found that guy. And, he, and Major Jones uh, was a company commander when... Bob was in the 82nd Airborne, so uh, he was uh, there to cheer him on. But he was going, "Calm down, you got this." <laughs> <laughs> yep, Th these are these are a tightly knit bunch of guys, and uh, we should mm -hmm. be very thankful that they're on our side. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, the um, uh, the um, uh, this is uh, you know what they do is they push them. I mean, because like you know. 
they might get a little sleep between events, okay? You know, mm-hmm. just uh, uh, lay down on the ground and, and, and get, uh, you know, get a few minutes of rest uh, while they're waiting for their next event, you know, to, to go around. But, uh, you know, they push them to exhaustion. Can you imagine all that they did yesterday Including, I mean, you know, because any of it, right? Okay, well, first of all, I could never do any of that. But um, but most people, if it, just to go through the Malvesti obstacle course, that would just completely wreck you for the day. Uh, you know, and they did that. And then, you know, and then they went to another obstacle course and another event, another event. And then they did a 19-mile night march. You know, yeah, it's like it's like holy effing crap! How can you know? How can you go? And you know, I saw him today, and he was. Uh, I saw Bob today, and he was kind of limping. He explained he had a blister on his toe, but you know, it's just it's only pain, you know. <laughs> yep. I on one happy occasion threatened my husband that if he one more time said to me, "Pain is weakness, losing the body." that there would be <laughs> tears before bedtime. <laughs> well, you know, the funny and thing is... I would is, not be the party crying. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is that, uh, I forget, was it last week, I was we were talking about that ditzy person. What's her name? Help me, John. Uh, that, that, that little snowflake that was complaining she had... Com- it, uh, uh, tr- post-traumatic stress oh, for disorder. for God's sake, AOC? No, That's no, no. Out? No, no, the one who writes for the Washington Post. She was at the New York Times. Oh, um, I can never remember her name. She, yeah, well, anyway, she said she had post-traumatic stress disorder from mean tweets. You know, oh, people God. were saying mean things to her on the Internet. I'm, like, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking about her and thinking... Yeah, you don't know what stress is. <laughs> no, oh, and, that, that girl, uh, that girl you were writing about, who's right. the idiot, right? Yeah, and I'm and I, I'm gone blank on her name. I'm sorry. Well, I'm pretty that's, that's fine. fine. Some some people are not worth remembering. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's just like if you're watching this kind of thing, okay, and then you're thinking about, oh, I've got trouble in my life. No, you don't have trouble in your life. You know, people that think they have a hard life should come watch this, okay, and, and see what a hard life really looks like. You know, you know because Stacy, I'm a veteran. And but the level uh, of, of trouble I went through in my service, even as a combat veteran in Vietnam, is nothing compared to what these guys uh, deal with and have dealt with and will deal with. And we should be so thankful that we have young men like this willing to stand between us and trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's something else, and and you know, it, and they're a rare breed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to to find. Uh, you know, guys like this, uh, you know, is, is uh, you know, is well, very difficult. It makes me think, you know, and I was thinking this morning, I was thinking about, uh, you remember that the, the Russians sent their uh, elite paratroop uh, regiment, the 331st Guards. To host them uh, out, yeah. Yeah, and into Hostemel, and those guys got wiped out. Okay, uh, you know, and you think about, uh, you know, uh, you know how much killing it takes to kill an elite paratrooper. Okay, you know that's a that's a high level of of uh, activity. So uh, you know, uh, you know, but you watch uh, this stuff, and you think, well. What if this were happening under, you know, under fire, right? Okay, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, all the things they have to do, you know, and, and all the training you get, you know, that's designed to toughen you up and everything like that uh, compared to actual combat. Okay, no. where the tra- training, training prepares you for a mindset not to crumble under combat. Mm-hmm. Combat 
is the real training and living through the first few weeks of that is, is, mm-hmm. is the, is the real finishing school. And but please oh, do yeah. not forget that the more you sweat, the less you bleed. Yes. I believe it was, uh, I believe it was, uh, uh, Stonewall Jackson who said that, uh, you know, well, certainly, that- uh, you know, again, uh, a, a gallon of sweat, uh, 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 an ounce of sweat saves a gallon of blood. It was Patton's line. Uh huh. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but the point. Uh, and is- by the way, do you know the story about Patton's ancestor and uh, Stonewall Jackson? Yes, but I'm going to let you tell it. Okay. Well, um, uh, during the uh, Valley Campaign of 1862, uh, while the uh, uh, Um, Confederate Army was retreating south up the Shenandoah Valley. Uh, You know, uh, their rear guard was uh, uh, attacked uh, by the Federal Cavalry, okay, who broke through the uh, uh, Confederates' own cavalry and, and charged up until they came to a line of infantry that unloaded a, a, a volley that, you know, wrecked them, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and they were, you know, in this charge, they were, uh, uh, you know, and they were shot down. And uh, a young officer named Patton, who served as an officer, uh, served as a staff officer on, on uh, Stonewall Jackson's staff, Remark, you know, remark that what a shame it was to, you know, see these uh, gallant, uh, such a gallant charge, you know, that these men died and that. And uh, <laughs> he made that remark. And uh, later on, Jackson called uh, uh, Patton to his tent and said, uh, why did you say you, uh, you know, hated to see those men die, you know? And, He's, and Patton said, well, they, they were just so, you know, they were just so brave and something like that. And, uh, uh, and Stonewall Jackson said, kill them all. I don't wish them to be brave. He was a cold man. Yeah, he was a very terse. He said, "No, kill them all. I do not wish them to be brave." And so, well, and, Jackson. And so was, when you think of Patton, and where did he get that mentality he had? You see. Well, but Jackson was probably the only one one of only two generals in the entire Southern Army that was worth a damn. The other being Lee. <laughs> But, uh, well, there were a few other good ones, but history. But none of them were able uh, to successfully campaign. Uh, the uh, the uh, anyway, we've got to the point in the program, Stacy, uh-huh. where, where I know that you need to go have dinner, and it's probably your turn to pay. And you could probably do a better job of that if people would pay attention to the yellow button. Yes, folks, uh, we're at the shameless capitalism part of the podcast where I tell, tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, uh, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button. The yellow button has the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute pesos, euros, uh, um, uh, shekels, whatever currency you have, including, of course, the U.S. dollar, uh, to help support uh, to help support the uh, blog, uh, to help support the podcast, and most importantly, to keep my wife happy. Keeping my wife happy is always job one. And with those words, I'm going to have to get off because. Uh, my wife is trying to uh, uh, reach me, and uh, okay. we're going to have dinner at a fine restaurant downtown uh, Columbus called the Black Cow. Well, have, so, a, good t- uh, have a good time, Stacy, and we'll catch you next week. All right, we'll talk to you later. Meanwhile, over uh, over at Hogwash on the sidebar, you'll find a. Uh, uh, tip jar icon. If you click on that, you can help support Hogwash, or you can use the links to the Hogwash store and shop there. And 
course, I get a cut of that action. Or you can use the uh, Amazon shopping links that you find on either of our blogs. We're both members of the Amazon Associates program. When you uh, use one of those links from a, a blogger uh, a site into Amazon, uh, Amazon, we get a cut of the action. And that's a good thing Amazon does for the uh, it, uh, for the blogosphere. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. Regardless of how you choose to support us, though, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Yes, please. Meanwhile, back at what we were talking about before we w went off to Columbus. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, Let's see. We were talking about, oh, 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 oh. We were oh. in Law and Order and... and yes. When and we, one of my favorite of your articles for last week, mm -hmm. some we, theories turn out to be true. Oh, well, yes, that is true. <laughs> uh, what, what, did, what did you think about that case? Oh, okay. Well, it took me about 10 minutes to figure out that uh, the second that we found out who the, who the uh, indicted co-conspirators, these horrible uh, militia members who were, going to, who were plotting such horrible things, the second we found out who these poor guys were, my response was, no, they didn't plan this. They didn't, they did, these guys are not together enough to, to have gotten done more than sit around and talk. Um, some guy, the guy's living in the basement of a, of a repair shop and he doesn't work there. For those of you who haven't quite caught up with us yet, oh, this sorry. is the, Whitman, this, the governor Whit, uh, Meyer was allegedly going to Whitmer. be kidnapped. Uh, Whitmer uh, was uh, going to be uh, allegedly kidnapped just before the 2020 election. And, yeah, right. Uh, so four bozos got indicted <laughs> for it. And uh, on the 8th, uh, the jury acquitted uh, two of the four defendants and uh, wound up with a hung jury on the other two. So mm -hmm. uh, basically... Uh, it's been proved that at least for two of them, it's a case of FBI entrapment. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, it was just, it was like there were as many uh, FBI agents and uh, informants as there were actual, quote unquote, conspirators. And they don't seem to have been leading this. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, I know. Yeah, but, but you know, so it's it's just that's that we we had all sorts of. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. a, a little earlier in the week, I had a a, a blog up uh, titled "Everything Is Proceeding As I Have Foreseen." Mm -hmm. uh, Special Counsel John Durham wound up releasing a text message that uh, Michael Sussman had sent uh, to James Baker, the FBI, and, and it supports the idea that. You know, Sussman lied to the FBI when he said he mm -hmm. wasn't representing an account and any particular client because the email, the 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 text says the text. the text says, Jim, I have something time sensitive uh, I need to and discuss. Sensitive. Yeah, and not on behalf of any client or company. Yeah, right. So it's like okay. So there's mm -hmm. been all sorts of stuff going back and forth on that case about uh, Sussman trying to limit. Uh, what evidence can or can't be put into. Uh, uh... Even with the sympathetic judge, I'm really sorry. He's, he's, he's kind of toast at this point. Yeah, he is toast. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, uh, quite frankly, I, he's on the list of people that I hope get burned. Um it would not offend me for him to wind up with the full five years that you mm -hmm. can get for lying to uh, a federal agency. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, though, you know, we have all the things that the go that governments do supposedly to uh, take care of and enlighten their people. For example, they run schools. Oh, and no, indeed. we're not getting into that, folks, just yet. I'm going to talk about teaching history. You see, and this this is even living memory of these people of these kids' parents. Go. Yeah, well, it's certainly living memory of the people who uh, were allegedly leading them. Uh, drone footage shows that 
Russian soldiers set up a field camp and dug trenches in a place called the Red Forest. Yeah. The Red Forest is just near Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. And it got its name when the trees started turning red. Yep. Because they were dying from radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. So the trees got bulldozed and the whole area was covered with a layer of sand and new trees planted. And it's been what, mm-hmm. 35 years now? Uh, and the place is still so radioact- radioactive that Ukrainians stay away. And there was, <laughs> yeah. a, a, there was a picture I saw on the internet this morning of uh, a, a, a Russian ration package and someone oh. holding someone holding a radiation detector up to it and it was the sort of thing that you don't touch this sort of stuff and it's oh. and, and, and it's some kids radi uh, open radiation uh, 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 open ration, to R- ration, MR, yeah. MRE essentially Rees, yeah. yeah and so it's like okay now you know the young kids got asked do you know where you are? Uh, and uh, do you, they were told that it was some sort of critical infrastructure. They had never heard of Chernobyl. That is, you know, I know that um, there was this burst of openness in the mid nineties, early to mid nineties before Putin clamped down. And I am just, I'm I'm pretty horrified by that. That Chernobyl is pretty key to the end of the Soviet Union. It really is. Well, d- yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, internally it's why... it was. It... I'm just surprised that people's parents and grandparents. I mean, it has. Okay, so it hasn't quite been forty years, but that's not that long. Well, no. I mean, I can remember. Uh... Uh, my wife and I were driving uh, to an evening church meeting uh, on mm-hmm. that Sunday, and mm. we were just a few minutes late, and we were listening to NPR and uh, heard about this terrible reactor uh, accident, you know, right as we were pulling into the church parking lot because we were, oh, you know, no. the, just after the top of the hour. And so, so you know, that, and it's, it's stuck in my memory uh, uh, from that. Uh, it and... You know, it was mm-hmm. obvious. It was obvious from satellite reconnaissance, oh, even boy, that yeah. even that afternoon, uh, the nature of the uh, disaster. Just, uh, our, our government was already beginning to respond. Mm-hmm. It, well, the weird thing is, is um, being I was in Soviet studies, so we were watching that like 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 hawks. I mean, it was like. Every class I was in uh, that was about Soviets, we somebody um, would be uh, would be have you know a radio or something. We were all listening and trying to figure out. The biggest thing that surprised us was that the Soviets actually, at a certain point, said um, you know they were stonewalling for the first what four days. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they turned around, I guess, because they realized there are some things that can, love and a cold cannot be hid and neither can a reactor meltdown, I guess, or explosion well, more accurately. Well, it, it, that and the fact that, uh, you know, if you look at how far west mm. Chernobyl is and oh, what yeah. was then the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, there was no way to hide it from the poles or the fans. Oh no! Or the, or the well, Swedes. The poles were the poles were under uh, were under Soviet block control still. Right, but uh, but Two they more were years. All, <laughs> yes, but but, but they 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 was they were still a, a troublesome uh, bunch, and certainly yeah. there was no way to hide it from the Finns or the Swedes. Uh, yep. And, and but the other thing is, I mean, we there was an extent member of my extended family who was the uh, a, a medical officer with the oh. U.S. Department of Energy. And so, uh, oh, you know, the, the, the panic level at, at that organization was notable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Ukraine's had a pretty rough uh, go of it. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. Well, um, if you've listened to some of the man in the street interviews that have been held, um, they cut, you'll hear a lot of uh, Russians, especially around Moscow, referring to them as cocos. Yeah. Um, they have no very high. The thing is that the, the Ukrainians are the poles are they're the butt of every dumb people joke. They're yeah. rubes, they're hicks, they're stupid. Yeah, and you know it's a shame we let them have Kiev, even because that's that's where the Russ start from. So, Those, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that you've got that right. That's the same thing that you hear that all the time. Yep. Uh, but, you know, this last week, uh, as the mm. Russians were falling back from the north, yeah. wow, uh, the stuff that has been uncovered. Um, Bucha, Borodyanko, oh my gosh. Yeah, Stacy had a, had a post, if you want to uh, mm. go into that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, um, let me read the first part. Um, in the days immediately after Russia in, launched its invasion of Ukraine, I was desperately seeking infor uh, information on the tactical situation near Kiev, but it was impossible to gather anything useful from the news accounts. Most, general, most journalists seem to know nothing about military tactics or strategy, and so the reports we were getting were mostly useless. If what you were trying to figure out was whether Russians were succeeding in their obvious goal of encircling and capturing Ukraine's capital. Now, um, I'd like to skip a little bit. Sure. Um, uh, he... Well, maybe I can't. Um, anyway, here's the point. There's a lot of different... Uh, Stacy was paying attention to what they what the movement had to be to take to uh, surround Kiev, and it wasn't uh, it didn't happen. But here's the problem: um, the Russian mechanized columns were driving southward from Borodyanka through Makariv to cut the main E40 highway about 25 miles west of Kiev. From there. The Russians could either turn east toward the capital or else continue pushing south to strike the POP04 highway at Yanoshorodka, which is, by the way, a diminutive, um, about midway between Makariv and Yajnohorodka sits the village of Mochin. There is nothing at all strategic about Mochin, a, a village of about a thousand people, except that it sits on a road, um, which is known locally as Shevchenko Street, that connects the E-40 highway to the P-04 highway. If the Russians coming down from Makariv were aiming to encircle Kiev, or if the Russian defenders had blocked the E-40 to prevent the invaders from advancing on the city from the west, then this route through Mochin would be an obvious way to go. And all of this is the preamble to the story of the mayor and her family's murder. With she was found in a hollow in a shallow grave with her hands bound. Her husband and son lay next to her. And that's just three. Um, it would appear, based on this account, that Mochin was perhaps the southernmost advance of the Russian force that came south out of Belarus via Borodyanka. The atrocities inflicted on the villagers at Mochin seemed, seemed to have been typical of the brutality that Russian troops practiced everywhere in Ukraine. Now... Um, Knowing um, if you've been paying attention for the last couple decades, which being a good and sensible person, of course you were, you know about the atrocities in Chechnya. You know that the peacekeepers in Nagorno, -Kar uh, sorry, Nagorno-Karabakh. Yeah, sorry, um, are uh, not their their idea of uh, peacekeeping is pretty freaking brutal. Um, 
and it's very Russian. It's uh, this, the, their, the behavior is insane. And I don't know why the officer corps has not been better trained to suppress this, but here it goes. It, it's going on and on and on. And they're going to do this until they're kicked out. And then they'll uh, whine about how they're, they'll sit there and they'll whine about how they're the victim of all this, all these conspiracies and all this oppression and yeah. then they'll go and do it again. Well, that's that's what their uh, grandfathers and great grandfathers did when they got to Berlin. Yeah, true. Uh, it's I mean, it, it's it's not like it's, oh god, it, it's not like it's something that uh, there's no historical precedent for. Um, mm. I, I mean, if you want to uh, hear bad things said about a Russian, uh, talk to uh, someone who. Uh, well, probably you won't mind a lot of people with the living memory, but maybe the son or daughter. Their mothers and their grandmothers and their great grandmothers had stories. Yes. And uh, uh, and there'll be Finns or there'll be uh, Germans or whatever. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, these are uh, the atrocities that are going to become uncovered. Um will be shocking. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, it won't be surprised. No, they'll be shocking, but they won't be a surprise. Um, it's not going to be, I, I, I'm sorry, it's not going to be the sort of organized genocide that you saw practiced by the Nazis, but it's going to be freaking ugly and it's going to be a lot more random. It will, yes, it will be, it will be uncontrolled rage. Yep. Uh, uh, rather than not at all calculated. On the other yeah. hand, we have our wonderful leadership uh, guiding us down the uh, road to uh, whatever it is we're headed toward. Uh, and there was a wonderful comment made by our president uh, uh, at, uh, uh, I guess it was yesterday, where he said, I was in the foothills of the Himalayas with oh. Xi Jinping traveling with him when... Uh, that when I that's when I traveled seventeen thousand miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. It's like, what? is there anything he does know for a fact? Never that man. <laughs> well, you know, I I thought uh, probably the best uh, uh, response to that was a tweet from Iowa Hawk. Yeah. Uh, and it reads, we were somewhere around Barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs began drugs to take hold. began to take hold. Yeah, I thought that was really good. <laughs> well, I replied I replied to him, but are those bats, are those the bats that cause the woo flu? Yeah. If you remember that, that passage. Yeah, that we Trump. were supposed to believe that it was, it was bat soup that caused this. Well, but also, if you know the passage from Fear and Loathing, uh, yeah. uh, that uh, uh, the this problem is, is the, country. Big, the, the big bats. <laughs> and does everyone see them? Well, you know, that leads to uh, my are you pondering what I'm pondering from earlier in the week was a little bit prescient that says, I think so, brain. But in America, anyone can become president. It's a risk we take. It is indeed. And that brings us, we're coming up actually on a kind of a shortish version of the, the podcast without Stacy mm-hmm. to bounce stuff off of as well. But the crazy person who is dangerous this uh, time is, um, well, I'm not sure that it, it, well, we'll just blame the governor of New Jersey, right? It's his state. We'll just uh, uh, make him responsible for it. Uh, um, Christina Peshaw. Um, mm-hmm. uh, friend of the blog. A friend of the blog, a wonderfully bright young lady who had the joy of interviewing uh, last year, um, mm-hmm. uh, posted this is... Public school curriculum material from New Jersey, and it's not optional, right? And it uh, uh, it's, it says in, in, uh, that uh, you will notice this lesson refers to girls and boys when gen- when identifying body parts. Use a binary construct of gender, as well as using gender boys and girls rather than more appropriate biological sex. 
Male and female is purposeful given the development stage of the students. Lessons at higher grades use more precise language. And basically, um, you know, being a boy or a girl doesn't mean you have to have these parts. But most people, uh, this is how their bodies are. And most people have a vulva and a vagina or a penis and testicles. But some people's bodies can be different. Your body is exactly what's right for you. And this is not something that's... uh, that uh, is optional, you know, in, in, uh, it, this is, this is something that New Jersey is going to have second graders inflicted on them. This, this is totally inappropriate. It's much too young. I mean, but what gets me, the crazy people are some of the people in these, uh, in these, co- in the comments. Um, I'd rather my kids know that their peers might be different while being okay with it than grow up to be intolerant of the trans community. Well, no, hold it. it, it what? Well, it's all right. There's a difference between toleration and, mm-hmm. and acceptance and justification. I can tolerate somebody's insanity uh, or, or oddity without having to validate uh, that person's behavior. Now, if the, per- so. if the person, if the person's b- uh, behavior becomes socially dangerous or inappropriate, I-, I may choose not to tolerate that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. If the person becomes violent, for example, mm-hmm. but if the person is just crazy and is not hurting anybody. Provided their madness does not affect me. Or doesn't I affect mean, me. Or it doesn't affect me in any way that's adverse. I mean, right. you know, I may, ha- it may, I may, my to- affair. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I may, cho- it may affect me in the way that I, I, I choose to avoid them. Yes. But, <laughs> but <Okay>. it's, <laughs> you know, but that's beside the point. The point is, we're coming up to the end of the show. Ah. And I'm going to say that I'm going to try to avoid the crazy people who are dangerous to me. But I'm not going to avoid. People are dangerous. But I'm not going to enjoy uh, avoid my friends, especially Diana and Stacy. I hope to see you both next week. Good night, Diana. Good night. And good night, everybody. We'll see you later. Thank <laughs> you.